Lock on. Lock on. Lock 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 on. Lock 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 on. Lock lock on Cowboys. Lock on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, it's a different feel on this uh, Tuesday than it was last Tuesday, for sure. Uh, getting a win in and feeling you know, pretty good, I guess, about about this game against the Eagles. We'll, we'll, we'll feel it out as the week goes, but... Uh, I think uh, I think Cowboys Nation at least, you know, th- nothing's really changed about the long term outlook. I think for how people feel, but I think we uh, we feel a little bit better about ourselves as Cowboys fans uh, at this. Yeah, point. absolutely. Yeah, I say absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly don't feel as good as uh, you know other points in the season. You know, when the Cowboys were three and zero, or when they got the earlier win against the Eagles. But I think I think there's at least some optimism now that uh, Dallas is going to be all right entering this game. So. Um, let's go ahead and answer some of your Twitter questions, and let's go ahead and start with this one from Ethan. Uh, Landon, which Cowboys team shows up next week? Is it the one that we've seen you know, against the Rams or against the Eagles earlier this year, or is it the one that we saw against Chicago or Buffalo or Green Bay? What kind of team are you expecting to see this week in Philadelphia? Well, first of all, I mean, let me give the obvious caveat that I mean, if any of us could predict that, <laughs> I mean, we'd be making a lot of money in Vegas right now. I, I, I think it's also we could, we would know who who's going to win this game, yeah, right? Because if we know if we know if the Cowboys B team shows up in this one, you know, the A game or B game, I think they win, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, but I think that if they just, you know, if they're the disaster team that we've seen before. Then you know that they got they probably don't have a good chance to be playing in Philly, and if Philly really wants it, which I mean I, honestly, after watching them play, I don't I don't know how much they really want it. It's not like they are going out and setting the the world on fire either. Yeah, to, to me, it seems like they're one of these teams where, okay, let's get to the fourth quarter, and if we're still in it, we'll be fine. If not, it's not that big of a yeah. deal. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it it almost it almost re- reminds me of like a regular season NBA game where. We're not gonna push ourselves so hard to, you know, get this over in the third quarter. We'll we'll just feel it out, and if if we're in strike striking range in the fourth quarter, then we'll go. Yeah, for it. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, I I think the Cowboys tend, you know, if I had to if I had to guess, I mean, you're asking me to guess. I, I think that you know a familiar opponent, NFC East. Honestly, I do think that this is the kind of game that the Cowboys the good Cowboys show up for at least, you know, I, I don't think that their problem necessarily will be um, as much execution based as we've seen when they've really been bad these last, you know, in that three game run in 11 weeks, 11 days, uh, three games in 11 weeks wouldn't be so bad. Um, yeah, that, that'd yeah, be fine. Be that's great. probably what the human body should be doing, but well, that's right, for another right. conversation. Um, I, I think that, you know, for them, the familiar opponents, they're kind of built to beat the Eagles to a certain degree. I mean, if you want to look, go, go they down really to it. They really are. Yeah, they really so, are. So I, I think this, to me, reads like a situation more like the, uh, the team that's going to come out um, and, uh, uh, you know, 
be on their P's and Q's and, and actually really execute well. Uh, but is that enough to win the game? We'll see. I, I tend to think that it is. I mean, if they come out and play, you know, and execute at least to the level that they played last week or, you know, even reasonable amount, I, I think that they have, at this point, a lot more talent than the Eagles. Um, and, and so mm. I, I think that they'll come out and, and, and it, you know, maybe get an early lead and kind of get in a positive game script, and that should help things along. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I feel very burned. I, I, you know, we, we, and I know you do too. Like, I, I think yeah. you, know, you, yeah. you, you tend to not pick for the Cowboys. I tend to pick for the Cowboys. But I, I think even trying to predict whether they'll be bad or good, like, I think we just kind of got burned the other way last week trying to pick against them. So, this is the, this is the no this idea. is the thing that's so maddening about them is that clearly they are a good team. Like I think that they're a talented, constructed team, and I think that when things are on, they it works for them. I think the thing that's hard to predict is if they're going to be on. Is the defense going to attack? And sometimes it's one side of the ball, one side of the other. I think it's it's just very hard to predict at this point because both both sides of the ball seem to be kind of fluctuating between you know positive and negative play. Yeah, I have really no feel for this game. I know we were talking pre-show about uh, how you actually feel pretty good about the Cowboys going into this game. Uh, I don't just because I have no idea what Cowboys team is going to show up. I have a pretty good feel of what the Eagles are going to be because I've seen them. They've actually been pretty consistent all year long. They've they've been a team that hasn't looked great at really at any point. I mean, can you think of their best win this season? I, I mean, it's probably their week three win against Green Bay, which came on a Thursday night. But other than that, they've kind of looked the same all season long. Dallas has not been that case. They've looked really good and really bad, and there really hasn't been that much in between. I mean, how many close games has this team really played this season? Two? I mean, yeah. I mean, three? It's, it's, I mean, and, that's, and they've lost all of them, it's, it feels it's like. Such a yeah, weird, it's, it's such a weird season where you're 14 games in and you've played three close games. That's incredible to me. Yeah, I'm, it's but. it's and that's the thing is that for the Eagles, like you said, it's consistent mediocrity. For the Cowboys, it's high variance. It's it's you know it's, I think that's a very well well way to put it. I, I I the reason I have any kind of optimism if this cow if this team was playing any other team for any other thing other than to play the Eagles to get in the playoffs, I probably would pick against the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I but you know what I'm saying? Like this is agree. this team yep. is tuned and built to do what the, they have to do Sunday, I, and so I kind of feel like this may be, this may have worked out for the Cowboys that okay they figured out that they can do some they can get their execution right, uh, the, the, having the Eagles be the following week to kind of maintain that focus and to have a level of familiarity that they can use uh, to their advantage. That's kind of a perfect storm for the Cowboys. It, you know, it, that hasn't always been enough for them to you know, actually do it. But I think that, you know, if if I'm going to pick the Cowboys at any, for a game, it, it's probably this game, you know, just because of the, the yeah. confluence of events. I kind of agree. We, we're still a long no, ways sure. away from picking this game. So we're going to have time to go back and watch some more film. And, i got to watch the Rams, uh, you know, we're the Rams game to, some more. Because, I, I mean, how much is this the Rams game? How much is this just the Rams playing bad, sure. you know? Well, I have some thoughts on that. I actually got to watch the L22 this morning. Oh, ooh, um, and I feel like Dallas left a lot of points on the field. I, I really do. They had a lot of drops. They had some execution problems in the in the red zone. Dallas probably should have put up 50 or more points against this, this Rams defense. So 
I think that shows you just the ceiling that this offense has and that, that this team has is, you know, things can be sloppy and they can they can make mistakes. They can have players running the wrong routes and miss on third downs. But because they have so many, so much talent on offense, it, sometimes it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about Amari Cooper. All right, Landon. Uh, there's been some Amari Cooper... Um, I don't want to say criticism over the last couple of days, but people are starting to get a little nervous about Amari. Uh, this question comes from Safewan. Uh, are you guys concerned about Amari? He wants big-time money but already needs rest days at 25. His greatest asset is threatened by constant foot injuries, produces dud games pretty often. When he booms, he booms bigs. Are you concerned about a potential giant contract for him? Man, I'm, I'm having real strong Des Bryant flashbacks. To, uh, so am I. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about Amari Cooper. I, I was gonna say I, I'm having Dez flashbacks of where people are criticizing Dez over the top, and then once he's gone, you you forget how much you really miss. Yeah, him. I'm talking. Yeah, it's like I'm talking about young Dez Bryant before his first contract. Like there were people talking about that like then, and that's and that's what we're talking about here. Look, football is a violent violent game, and uh, and. Amari came into the season with a little bit of a thing, at, you know, and he's been playing through it for most of the season. So giving him a rest day, you know, at in order to keep his legs fresh, I mean, think about how much these guys run. I mean, they run all day in practice. They run all day in, in training. They run all day in the game. So, you know, when you have a lower body injury, it's not so much that, like, you physically can't do it. It's just that – the more wear and tear you put on your legs, if it's not necessary, uh, uh, it's going to cause – it's going to give you uh, degrading returns when you need it in the game, when it counts. So why wouldn't you allow him some time just to get kind of get his legs to 100% so you get that Amari? You know that this dude knows how to run routes. Are you kidding me? Like, So I, I, yeah. I think there's – you know, I understand the – Actually, you know what? I'm going to take this back to a certain degree. I don't really understand this whole like checking the player's pocketbook thing anymore. Like, I just don't get that anymore. Give worried about giving him the money. Uh, look what Amari Cooper has done in the last 16 games. I mean, if anyone has deserved to get paid the the money, I think Amari Cooper has just because of what he's provided for this team. The the salary cap is not what it used to be, guys. Like and and, and, and if no. you wanna if you wanna believe if you don't believe me, just wait and see what the number is like next year when we when all yeah, this money gets pulled be, over. Be fine. I, I just yeah, I just fine. think that yeah, this is not yes, pay him the money, he deserves it. Don't worry about the inconsistency. That's about availability. That's not always his issue. I, I, I think I, I'm I'm a Mari Cooper fan. Give him all the money. They'll be fine. I'm not worried about Amari in the slightest. He they're gonna be just fine there. Um, let's go ahead and answer some more of your Twitter questions. Uh, let's let's get to this one from Mark Landon. I want you to pronounce his last name. How do you how do you say? Gaja. 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 Uh, does Garrett keep uh, up with his conservative game strategy against the Eagles this week? Um, I mean, I I think that they play to win. I mean, you know, usually what happens is. You know, I mean, if we're defining, you know, it's funny. I think it's really that the, the the defining characteristic of whether or not Garrett is playing conservative, conservative, not is probably like, will he go for a fourth and two on his own forty-five? You know, like it. Yeah. And uh, I, I think this is one of those games that yeah, he understands that this is this is a one-game season. I mean, look, they he keeps preaching it 
Like now at this point, it's a one game season. I I I definitely think that they will, you know, in that sense, uh, be, uh, you know, kind of laying it all on the line, uh, going for it. I mean, this is this is you know a play in your end situation. They're already in the playoffs. If you, they're going to be aggressive. Yeah. They'll be yeah. aggressive. I have no doubt about yeah. it. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll answer some more questions. All right, Landon. Um, this next yeah. one comes from John. Uh, could anyone tell Michael Bennett to stop lining up in the neutral zone? Uh, it's so frustrating to see the defense give up five yards every time this happens. Um, <laughs> I know it's frustrating. I, I know it is. But it's kind of part of Michael Bennett's game, right? He's a snap jumper. He's not somebody who's overly athletic or, or twitchy. If you actually go look at like his combine stuff, he's a pretty bad athlete. But the way that he wins is he's pretty good at snip- timing snaps and uh, getting up the field. Every once in a while, and I know it seems like it's a ton, but he's going to have some of those penalties. They are going to be critical, um, but you just kind of have to live with them, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think when you know it, it, it definitely uh, evens out at the end. Um, you know, I think it's it's definitely part and parcel of his game. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, there used to be a guy for some of you youngins. Uh, named Flozell Adams on this team, who <laughs> used to get a ton of holding calls. Yeah, yeah. But he, it was worth it because he was yep. so Every good. Time. You know, I mean, he was su- such a good lineman in, in an era where the Cowboys didn't have a ton of good uh, uh, linemen uh, at, at points. So, yeah, I, I think that there's some guys like that that you know they get they get uh, they get penalties penalized a lot, but but you know they play at such a high level at such a critical position that you kind of just you just live with it. Yeah. It- Bennett's going to make enough plays over the course of a game, over the course of a season, where it's not going to really matter. Uh, I know, that, again, they are frustrating. I, I, every time that it happens, you just kind of get, you take a deep breath. But The lining um, up offsides thing is frustrating. Like, you know, that you, part is. That, the, 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 jumping, snap, the snap the, jumping, that's part of it. But but the lining correct. up offsides is, uh, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, our next question. Uh, after the loss to Chicago, uh, some way it shows that the players gave up on Jason Garrett. Would you say the win against the Rams was more of the player, more of a player's win, or has Jason Garrett yet again found another way to motivate this team? I'd like to hear you answer that question, Marcus. Um, I don't think the players ever really quit on Jason Garrett. No. I, I think I really don't. I, I don't know if I've, I've said that on the podcast. Maybe I have, but no, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I mean, I think maybe you've intimated it slightly, but yeah, you've never come yeah. out and said this team has quit on Jason Garrett. I, I do think Jason Garrett's best attribute as a coach is to get team, you know, get the players to play up for these big games. Uh, for the most part, we've you know, that's been the, the case. They've always played hard. Uh, that you know, it's more been a problem of, of execution or bad game plan. So uh, I, I'm not surprised that the Cowboys played really well in this game because that's what Jason Garrett does. I know Sean Lee, after the game, uh, made a comment how Jason Garrett gave one of the best speeches he's ever heard from him on Saturday night. Um, so yeah, I, I certainly don't think the Cowboys have given up on Garrett. I, I think this is one of the things about Garrett that, and I, you know, like I've certainly resigned to the idea that. This is likely his last year, and that you know, short of which I still think it still should be. I think. Yeah, no, I don't think that game has changed anything. I don't think I don't think it changes anything either, and I don't know winning this game changes it either. I, I think it, the only thing that Correct. could change at this point is an NFC Championship win, a Super Bowl win. Those are the only two things that possibly could even shift that. I mean, do we agree right. there? Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mean, agree. He'd yeah. have to he'd have to advance further than when he was 
at any point. Yeah, yeah, I think I think a championship game would Super Bowl would berth. I think Super Bowl berth is probably the, yeah. the floor, right? Right? Like, okay. I mean, if they, they go to the Super Bowl. I think, I think it, he's locked in. I think it would be hard for Jerry to fire him, right? So, and, and in fact, and I actually think if they make it to the championship game, I would be shocked if they if they moved on because what what Jerry Jones and probably the front office would say is, hey, we're making progress. All right, last year we were in the divisional round. Now we made it to the championship round. Let's just keep I've, going forward. We'll we'll be okay. You could argue it like by saying, hey, we got to change, shuffle some stuff on the uh, special team side. You got to shuffle some stuff on the defensive side, maybe a little bit. But yeah. I think overall, like if you give Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett one more year, uh, just to see what it is, if they get that far. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably this year. So having said all that, one thing I think we will miss once J- Garrett is gone is. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen teams play for, play. For, I mean, like you know, what I'm saying like play for their coach the way or get their coach be able to get their team his team up like that uh, the way Jason Garrett does. I, I, I mean, it, it's yeah. really really is an impressive part of who he is as a coach. Um, so I, I think that is something that just to give the guy who is being buried right now a little bit of compliment is that he does get his players to play hard for him when it matters. And it's why I think he probably will get another head coaching job mm. soon is because there's a lot Absolutely. of teams out there Absolutely. Uh, Cl- Cleveland, New yeah. York that could use somebody like that to get their team to play uh, at a pretty consistent energy level from week to week. Uh, I-, I think Garrett does do that. Uh, next question from Daryl. Uh, y'all need to discuss the amazing season that Zeke is having this year. Uh, considering the circumstances, he could end up with 15 rushing touchdowns and almost 1,400 yards uh, total for this season. Uh, no, that's good. We don't have to talk about Zeke. Moving on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding, Landon. Let's talk about Zeke uh, in this season. Uh, I will allow you to go first. What can you say about the Cowboys' number one running back? It, it was it was worth it just to hear you say y'all. Um, uh, I, I think uh, it's very not much. It's not much. It, it sounded yins up here. It sounded it sounded more natural than I expected for sure. Um, uh, so. I think that uh, Zeke has had a very under-the-radar season, to be honest. I mean, that's part of the reason that a lot, a lot of people talked about is because, uh, you know, it hasn't been exceptionally flashy at times. Um, and I think that the thing that has been flashy is the Cowboys' passing attack, and, and Dak has put up real numbers. And I think that, you know, as far as what drives the offense, it feels like the passing game is is kind of, at most times, been the in the driver's seat. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the running game's always been there. Like it, it never really went away. And, and and Zeke, if anything, is has elite level consistency. You know, I mean, whether it's you know being able to grind out four yards a carry, whether it's never almost never. I mean, just to the point where it's absurd at this point. He almost never takes a loss on a run. It's yeah. like I mean, there were yep. several runs last week that that was just like. He got hit in the backfield and like broke four tackles and somehow made a like the most amazing one yard run I've ever seen. You know, and, right. and he stays healthy. Right. So I think that that those things, they they you kind of basically guarantee a, a floor, a minimum, just because if you can produce that kind of consistency uh, week to week, have the same guy in, and you don't have to worry about you know whether he knows what he's doing, blah blah blah. I, I think that it pre- presents a floor, and I think that there's value. That's part of the value of Ezekiel Elliott is that. You by just ha- by proxy of having him, you know you're getting probably 
at least 1,400 yards a season and X amount of touchdowns. And then d- depending on how the season goes, that dictates how much further beyond that he gets, right? Right. Um, I'm going to give some help to the running back matter people, right? So over the last couple of days, I, I'm sure you've seen it, we've been talking about whether or not running backs matter or not. It's been a big thing. Here's some ammunition for you guys to use against me. Uh, instead of just using raw stats, which I absolutely hate because that doesn't tell you a lot. It doesn't tell you how well your team is doing, your yards per carry. Here are the things that make Zeke maybe more valuable than an average running back. The first thing you mentioned is health. Uh, he's never missed a game in his career due to injury. Um, I think I just saw something today that I don't think he's ever missed a practice. Uh, he's he missed been one practice, li- I think it was. One yeah, practice. Yeah, so one. he's been limited in, ba- in a few practices, but he basically practices every week. Uh, that does matter. When you yeah, have a guy absolutely. that's consistent every single week, you know going into the game, okay, this is who we're going to rely on. This guy is going to be on there on this critical third down, which leads me to the next thing. Zeke is a fantastic blocker, uh, not only just in pass protection, but we saw it in run blocking, right? He was one of the reasons that Tony Pollard had one of his longer runs on Sunday is you can line him up as a fullback, and he is going to be a... I, frankly, I think he's a better blocker than Jameis Olawali. You can use him there, and, and he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that and then in combination with you never have to take him off the field. You never give teams uh, an idea of what the Cowboys are going to do. You can be in second down and three. You can leave Zeke in because he's blocking play action. He can go out on routes, or you can just hand him the ball. Uh, those are the things that make Zeke, I would say, more valuable than the average running back. So, while, yes, the, the numbers are great again, it's not really the thing that I look at with Zeke. It's, it's really everything else. Um, is, is, that a, is that a good way to sum up Zeke? I mean, as good as you're gonna, we're going to get from you for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I try to, to do that in a, a way that You're being fair. It, you're trying to be fair. That's, that's fair. Okay. Um, this is a good question, Landon, for you, for, from Vince. Uh, can you guys best explain the difference between the playoff meeting against the Rams and then Sunday's victory. We kind of touched on this yesterday about uh, how the Rams ran so well in the you know in the playoff game, and the Cowboys ran really well in this one. Uh, but is it as simple as just saying that the Cowboys won on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball? Um, it it might be. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, we I still have not watched all twenty two yet. It just came out, so I haven't had a chance to fully look at it yet. But I, I think that. You know, a, a good portion of this game had to do with the fact that the Cowboys were able had a clearly had some kind of plan for uh, uh, for Aaron Donald, and mm-hmm. um, you know he was basically again a non-factor. I, I think that that had been uh, the case in previous games that they played as well, uh, but I think that you know on the on office that was still an important piece you know, even without uh, Connor Williams. And and look, for what it looked like. Xavier Suofilo didn't get them killed at times. So uh, kudos to him. They, uh, clearly he got a lot of help from Tyron and from uh, 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 Travis. But but I think that yeah. that's – I mean, you still give credit where credit's due. Um, I, uh, but I think that, yeah, like I, I think that the, the pressure on the defensive side of the ball, uh, even though they didn't always get home, I think it affected, uh, it affected uh, Jared Goff. And I think the inability for them to get – Anything going in the run game uh, put them in a lot of third and long situations, which is not something that they were comfortable doing. At least Jared Goff was comfortable executing. So uh, I I think a lot of it had – I mean, again, when when I was watching the game, and I think you and I discussed this, 
I, I got a lot of feelings of that Rams playoff game, except in reverse. It, I, did too. It, I mean, yeah. it, it, where it, it started out kind of close, but it didn't feel close. And then it opened yeah. up a lot more as the game went on. Yeah, I, I agree. I went back and looked at the game log from the playoff game. The Rams just ran the ball down the Cowboys' throat. Yeah. On the first drive of the game, uh, it was nine runs and one incompletion. And the Cowboys had no answer for the Rams all day long. So uh, tackling was much better. The Cowboys have, I think, a, a feel of what the Rams are going to do on offense now. Uh, and they just played a better game. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.